Bitcoin, what is it? Should you be buying it? And is it safe? Today, I have a Bitcoin expert coming on to join us, Peter Dunworth. So he's been in, investing in Bitcoin for nearly a decade now, and he's done really well. He's going to talk us through how it works. Should you be investing in it? I think with everything, and certainly with my experience, with my personal investment journey and uh, hundreds, if not thousands of clients that I've worked with, I know when you're going to invest in something, whether it's a share or property or even Bitcoin or a business, it's all it's all just as scary, right? But once you know the information and once you understand a lot more, it becomes less and less scary today. So I'm really lucky to have Peter on board today because he's basically an, an expert in Bitcoin. I know that we've all spoken about it, you know, with our friends and Uber drivers and what have you, and everyone's got different opinions on, but today's really good to get an actual expert's opinion. So strap in. I know you're going to really enjoy today's episode. Peter, thanks for joining me today, buddy. Tony, great to be here with you, and uh, thanks for having me on. Mate, it's my pleasure. Do you know what, mate? Um, I can't tell you how many heated conversations I've had. Usually there's been a few beers involved, right? But about Bitcoin over the last few years, and, and to be honest with you, mate, I'm still up in the air with where I stand on the topic. So I wanted to get you in today, mate, because I know that you're a bit of an expert when it comes to this space, and idea, ideally you can educate myself and the listeners, but also give us your take on, I suppose, the current state and a future state of Bitcoin. So, mate, what is Bitcoin? It's a great question. And it is such a difficult thing to answer in a single sentence. But in short, it's a digital currency. Um, but at the same time as being a digital currency, it's actually a, a type of software. So it's a cryptocurrency that runs on a software called Bitcoin. Um, and fundamentally, it allows you to transfer value anywhere in the world using the internet, in short. Gotcha. Okay. So at the moment, right, for looking before I come on, it's, it's worth 13700 And am I right in saying for that's one, that's for one coin? Correct. One Correct. Bitcoin's okay. $13.5 Aussie dollars, yeah. Okay. And am I right in saying that you can – Obtain bitcoins by purchasing them or mining data to to obtain bitcoins. Is that is that correct? Correct. You can buy yep. them or you can effectively earn them through mining them. And if I was to earn one bitcoin through mining, how many hours or weeks or months would that take? Pete, assuming I had fifty thousand computers in my in my garage. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do the math, the calculations manually, and I thought. <laughs> <laughs> billions of years for you, Tone. But um, not quite. I think um, it, it depends. So the Bitcoin network basically rewards all of the Bitcoin miners by giving all of the computers who work on the, the network a chance to earn 6.25 Bitcoins every 10 minutes. So with 50,000 servers um, in your garage running full, full pelt, um, there's a chance that you would effectively earn one or more or maybe even 6.25 Bitcoins every 10 minutes. But um, you've got to bear in mind that there are um, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of servers around the world competing for that 6.25 Bitcoin every 10 minutes. Um, and your chances of getting it is literally just a mathematical calculation of how much um, computer power of the network you own. So if your 50,000 servers made up half of the network, um, mathematically you would 
effectively expect to get 3.125 or half of the Bitcoins every 10 minutes that were paid gotcha. out. Yeah. Gotcha. So, mate, let's assume that none of us are listening want to or can do that, right? So the other way is obviously purchasing Bitcoins. Now, for listeners out there who, don't, who are interested in Bitcoin, you don't have to purchase the whole Bitcoin, can you? It, it, it does look like a managed fund, correct? Correct. So you can buy down to nine decimal places of the Bitcoin. So I think that works out at um, one ten thousandth of a single cent. Um, right. Give or take. So yeah, it's you can you can buy one cent's worth of Bitcoin if you want. Gotcha. Now, Pete, just to rewind, give us a bit of background of where sort of where you've come from, what you're doing at the moment, and how you sort of got so, become so experienced in this space, buddy. Ah. Uh, Good question. So my background is um, worked in finance for the last 20, nearly 25 years. Um, have a traditional degree in accounting and finance. Um, went into work for BT Funds Management. Um, met a mutual friend of ours um, who may uh, remain nameless, who um, <laughs> I'd known for about 30 seconds. And um, I said to him... Um, he asked me what I wanted to be and I said, I want to be an investment banker and earn a million bucks a year. And um, he looked at me, he looked me up and down and said, um, you're too stupid to do that. Why don't you come and sell mortgages where we're all stupid? You'll look really good and do okay. And I thought that's the smartest thing anyone's ever said to me. And um, he clearly had um, spoken to someone about me beforehand. So um, I went into mortgages, um, had a great time with mortgages until um, um, one of my father's advisors said to me, you're on the wrong side of the balance sheet. You should look to moving over. Um, and then that was around uh, 2006, 2007, went into um, effectively financial advice and specialised in self-managed super funds, in particular borrowing money and super. And for the last uh, six or seven years, we've run a multi-family office where we look after some um, some really great families and um, help them with ideas on investing and, and managing their, their wealth. So um, that brings me up to speed where from a career background and then from a Bitcoin point of view, um, <clears throat> it um, it's probably one of my biggest regrets actually. A, a long time ago, back in sort of 2011, someone close to me said to uh, said to me when Bitcoin was $3, they said, um, I think you should look at buying some of this. It, it looks like it could could be the future. And I scoffed at the idea, ridiculed them, um, told them that would never work and told them the government would shut it down soon enough. And fast forward uh, nine years later, Bitcoin's currently trading at $13,700. So not yeah. a day goes by. Just, just to make sure. That decision. Mate, just so I heard you right, you said $3 a coin? Yeah, that's right. $3 oh, shit. a coin. Okay. <laughs> it's tough to buy it. As, as my mate who advised me to go into mortgages told me I was too stupid, he, he may have had a point there. I was too silly to um, understand that. And I guess um, if maybe your listeners can get one thing out of today is um, please don't make the mistakes I've made in this. You'll um, hear some interesting things that we've got to say and talk about today, but um, I don't want you to be in my position 10 years down the track if Bitcoin's you know, substantially more than what it is now and think, oh, wow, I probably should have listened to that, um, <laughs> that advice. So. Well, mate, what I'll do, I'll throw a quick uh, the old general advice warning in, 
in here at the moment. Like naturally, everything that Pete and I discuss now is general advice, and I I don't know your situation, nor does Pete. And obviously, Pete, Bitcoin's been very good for Pete. You know, other people have had good and bad luck. So make sure. Obviously, today's educational. We want to get you up to speed with what Bitcoin is, but make sure uh, you're looking at it from your own sort of balance sheet, not sort of taking someone else's advice and their net wealth and trying to transfer it to yours. So. So sorry about that, Pete, but back to it, right? So we know Thank Bitcoin is right. Mate, what are we, the yeah. biggest question I have, right, whether it's the cab driver or the Uber driver or, or, me, or my father or, or someone I'm talking to, they're basically saying it's not safe. So what, if, you're a, if you're debating that, mate, how would you rebuttal statement? It, it, it's a really broad ecosystem, um, Bitcoin. And I, I guess I'd ask them to define what they mean by it's not safe. So what? Okay, what well, can I jump in? in? Yeah. If, if I was to say that, I'd say, well, how do I know who actually owns it? Who, you know, what's the underlying register? You know, if it does go to a hundred thousand a coin, can I get it back? That's probably the, yeah, you know, to be honest, to throw the cat amongst the pigeons here. That's what I would be worried about. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a really great concern or a, a legitimate concern, but. The beauty of Bitcoin is, and I guess the the beauty of blockchain is that if you hold a Bitcoin or a portion of a Bitcoin, excuse me, in your wallet, then that Bitcoin can't be held in anyone else's wallet. So it is effectively um, as good as having cash in your own wallet. And, And what's interesting about that blockchain network and the Bitcoin network is that Every single um, computer or server that we talked about that mines Bitcoin confirms that you are holding one Bitcoin in your wallet. So the like whole a digital wallet. Knows, correct. Correct. Yeah. A digital yeah. wallet. So the whole network knows that Tony Kane has one Bitcoin sitting in his wallet and can move that whenever he wishes. And Pete, is that via a certain, does every Bitcoin have like a code or a key? Fundamentally, yes. Every wallet has a what they call a private key and a public key. A public yep. key is the, the wallet address that you send your Bitcoins to and a private key is the, the key that unlocks it and allows you to send that Bitcoin to someone else. So the network itself actually sees every transaction that happens going into every single wallet. <clears throat> right, so enables- it's, it's... Okay, sorry, mate. And, and that enables the entire network to see who's done what. Um, and, and one of the, I guess, the big misconceptions with Bitcoin uh, blockchain effectively sees every transaction that happens across every wallet on this network. So you can fundamentally see everything that's happened in the network. And contrary to, I guess, um, popular thoughts on Bitcoin is that... Um, People think that um, Bitcoin, because um, they, they, firstly, they think it's anonymous. And secondly, they think that it's really wonderful for, for money laundering and buying drugs, which in the past it may have been good for. But now um, there are such good analytics across where all the money's moving and where all the Bitcoin's moving that the FBI is actually catching drug dealers using Bitcoin as a form of payment. So... Um, it's not as private so, Pete, as everyone thinks. So as an example, right, for to dumb that down, right, let's say I have a thousand people, right, across yep. the world, thousand different, 
ladies and gentlemen, right? And they've all got a dollar each and they're transferring a dollar to each people, whether in Egypt or Afghanistan, Australia, whatever, right? That, yep. Let's say they're transferring that to the bank accounts. No one obviously knows who's transferring it to who or when, right? You're saying yep. those are same a thousand people also then, then and went and sent one Bitcoin to someone else, right? Everyone did it. You would be able to see exactly who sent who what. Is that right? You'd be able to see what wallet sent to what wallet. Yep. Across the... But not the... Okay, not the owner of the wallet though. Is that no, right? No, not, not the owner of the wallet. But you'd be able to gotcha. see what wallet sent it, what wallet received it. And that is every transaction on the network, which is quite quite remarkable. Yeah, right. Okay. And so let's say... Okay, so let's say someone has got Bitcoin, right? they've accumulated a, a nice chunk of wealth with it. What would, what's the best use of it? Like at the moment, how, how far has technology moved and how, how quick is it moving to be able to actually benefit from the gain and the growth of the coins? I, I personally think it's an asset that you want to hold for the next 10 or 15 years to get the full value out of it. Um, <clears throat> you know, buying at $3 and it now being $13,000, I think over the next 10 years we'll have a similar sort of uptick in value um, or percentage gain in value over the next 10 years. Um, so I'd, I'd probably be a little bit reluctant to sell Bitcoin now before the rest of the world figures out just how valuable it is. Yep, um, yep. But, but at this point in time, you can use Bitcoins for um, buying buying cars, buying motorbikes, buying homes. Um, there's a service that runs out of Singapore that allows you to effectively put Bitcoin into a Visa card so you can effectively pay Visa purchases and they deduct your Bitcoin account. Um, so it's, it's, it does have a functional network at the moment, but it's really not mainstream and it's quite difficult and the user experience isn't what we're used to from a banking perspective. But from what I gather, you're looking at, you look at Bitcoin as an asset class as opposed to a currency sort of. Correct. Also. Is that right, Pete? Yeah. So you're yeah. not looking at it to transact with as an, as an additional currency format. You're sort of looking at it as long-term investment. Yeah. And I think it's literally the, the single greatest opportunity from an investment perspective in the last thousand years. Maybe even Mate, the last five thousand years. Talk to that more. Sell that. Sell that to me more, buddy. If I'm in front so, of you and I've got, you know, twenty six thousand bucks, and I'm, I'm going to look at an index fund, right? Yep. Or yep. I'm going to look at buying two bitcoins. How would you, you get me over to your sort of side of the fence? I, I think very simply, and you know, when we talk to clients about um, portfolios, um, we. We understand that Bitcoin is an exceptionally risky asset. So I just want to put that disclaimer in. I know we're not talking about advice per se, and I don't intend this to be advice for anyone, but um, with all our Bitcoin investments, I do say to clients, basically, if we're going to invest in this, I want you to understand that you've got to be prepared to lose everything you put into it. Um, so there is, a, there is a potential complete loss of or complete... Um, loss of all of your capital that you put into it. But the flip side to this is um, I, I genuinely believe that this is an opportunity that doesn't come along every day and it has the ability 
um, and the makings to have a fundamental impact on the world, probably as big as the internet, if not bigger than the internet. And from an investment case uh, perspective, it's the equivalent of being able to buy shares in the internet back in 1993 when we were using dial-up modems before, you know, when you could literally search the internet, the whole 25 or 100 pages on the internet in a day, um, it's effectively like being able to buy the infrastructure of the internet, except it's the infrastructure of the payment system and our monetary transfer system moving forward. And what would be the underlying reasons for that? Why the growth story is so high? What, like what, what is supporting all of that confidence in this, whether you call it an asset class or a currency? Like what is there? Do you think it's, a go, it's government led or technology led or a bit of both or the, the, the demise of the cash system in physical cash per se, Pete, or um, all of the above? I, th I think all of the above, but if I had to like really sum it down or sum it up in one word, it would be scarcity. And in this environment, you know, you deal with money. We're seeing governments around the world printing money like it's going out of fashion. The Federal Reserve in the US has just printed circa somewhere between six and ten trillion dollars in the last two months. Um, the the M1, M2, M3 money supply in the world is a total of a hundred trillion dollars, and in three months they've printed an extra ten percent of that money supply. Now you and I understand that, that that's not sustainable and something's fundamentally broken with our money system if the government can just go and print 10% more of what it needs. And then it raises a bigger question of, well, if they can go and print whatever they need, why are we short on hospitals or schools or, and then it leads you to the eventual question of, why are we even paying taxes if they can just print the money? That's a long rabbit hole to fall down but <laughs> fundamentally i think that the real value with bitcoin is is that we know it's it's scarce there's only going to be 21 million bitcoins ever whereas there could be tens if not hundreds or thousands of trillions of us dollars and aussie dollars and any other dollar hey, just to just to jump in there buddy so you mentioned there did you say there's only going to be 21 million bitcoins ever generated um in how many is there at the moment? There's roughly 18.5 million that have been minted so far. Yep. Um, every day there's roughly 900 new Bitcoins come to market. And every four years, the number of Bitcoins every 10 minutes gets halved. So in roughly four years' time, rather than 6.25 Bitcoins every 10 minutes, it'll be 3 and 3.12 Bitcoins. And, and mate, really stupid question, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll ask it because I'm a simple man, and there'll be, I'll guarantee there'll be Thanks, a portion of listeners <laughs> who would be wanting me to ask, but there isn't a, you said minted there, there isn't a physical equivalent of a coin per every virtual coin, is there? No, there isn't. No, no it's a digital, no, no. They're, they're all digital, but I say minted, but I mean it's yep. digitally minted. Digitally it's minted, new. yep. So, and who makes the... the, the and, and mate, I'm not um I'm not being a smart ass here, but who decides that there's only 21 million coins to be printed to be minted, and what if they change their mind, like a government does in terms of printing money? What's to stop them going from 21 million to 41 million and doubling the supply overnight? Um, that's a very good question. So 
the the original source code um, for Bitcoin is open source, um, so you can. I'm not technical. I don't think you are either. So we're going to have to find smart people to review that source yeah. code to make yeah. sure that um, there is only 21 million. But if if you want to change the source code, and this is something that's interesting about Bitcoin, people think Bitcoin is just a cryptocurrency and it's stagnant, but it actually evolves and it's getting better and more adaptive and more flexible and it's more secure by the day. Um, but if you wanted to um, change the number of Bitcoins from 21 million to 42 million, you would need to get what's called consensus. So you would need those people who are um, effectively the miners would need to approve it as well as all of the people holding the Bitcoin would need to approve that transaction by more than 50%. But it's very unlikely that it would ever happen because if you own a Bitcoin, you want to make sure that there are no more Bitcoins available than 21 million because it's effectively going to ensure that your, your asset goes up in value. Whereas if you say, yeah, we want 42 million of these things, you effectively have the value of your Bitcoin. It's pretty. It's a pretty rock solid answer. It makes perfect sense. You're not going to you're not going to devalue your own asset. Um, and that is. And mate, this is great because I, I I was really keen to get you on today to teach me. You know, I'm I've got the notepad out. I learn just as much as the listeners when I do these. Pete, and I really appreciate that because I think you know I've spent a long time you know in in your seat and as an advisor and. It's hard. It's hard to talk to clients about any asset class. I mean, we could, I could challenge it, the smartest people in the world on why property is a bad investment or why shares are a bad investment or why Bitcoin's a bad investment, as well as I could talk to the positives of all those three, you know, until the cows come home. But, but it's really good. And I think what, what makes, helps, what has helped me and hundreds, if not thousands of my clients is education and if you can understand and take away those concerns it you know it, it not doesn't necessarily make your mind up for you but it gets you a lot closer to where you need to be and if the story is what you say it is or even one 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 hundredth of what you say it is it's going to be an amazing asset class over time and to me i won't without putting you on the spot and asking you what your pin code of your bank account is but like any spare cash that you come across right now as an individual, this is not, you know, something you'd say to a client, but are you putting every spare dollar that you have into Bitcoin and would continue to do that, Pete? Yes. Yep. And, yeah. and, and, uh, and that's with full force, full confidence. Are you, and while, while, you know, second part of the question, are you also in, would you also invest in other asset classes? I do invest in other asset classes. Um, but there is no no opportunity like Bitcoin right now. From a timing perspective, um, the next two years, um, if if we look at the value of a US of um, Bitcoin from a US dollar perspective, it's circa um, nine and a half thousand dollars now. I I think we could see somewhere between one hundred and fifty or two hundred and fifty thousand dollars US of Bitcoin in the next two years, and there is no other asset. And I'm I'm very confident that it'll achieve that, um, from what I look at. And I don't see any other asset class that has anywhere near those returns. Um, you look at property. Property, you know, we're we're talking about having negative interest rates here, and you know, prof property looks tough, particularly the commercial side of things. Um, maybe industrial could be the strongest, but the 
there's probably going to be some pressure on residential. Um, if you look at the stock market, we've had a 30% correction. We've come back a bit. Um, we're sort of back to a V-shaped recovery, even though we're talking, you know, we're in the middle of COVID. Um, it's all about sizing risk and opportunities. And if you've got an opportunity to, um, say, have a 10 or 20x return on your money, from a, from a risk management perspective or a portfolio perspective, and, you know, this is something we talk about with, with clients, um, we've, we've been looking at, you know, the effect of Bitcoin on client portfolios for the last four or five years. And we're at a stage now where we're comfortable talking about having a 5% allocation of Bitcoin. <clears throat> Even if there is a catastrophic failure of Bitcoin and you lose your 5%, it's not going to be catastrophic to your life. It might mean you might have to not go out for dinner once a week. Um, but 5% shouldn't, shouldn't alter your trajectory um, in life in general. But the, the upside with, with this over the next two years, and I think it gets better the longer the longer you leave it and don't sell it. But over the next two years, if, if you had an opportunity to invest in something that I think has a greater than 50% probability of going 10x or 20x, you'd want to have a 5% weighting to that because that has the ability to effectively double your portfolio in a two-year period. Mate, I love it. That's the goal there, Pete. And that's why I love doing these podcasts. It's like, you know, without getting too mushy, mate, my job is to go out there and give give listeners access to stuff like that, that, you know, you might have to pay you 10, 20 grand, you know, be a client of, of yours to get that access. And that's the brilliant stuff. And I think that's the key that I'd like listeners to take away. And I'm certainly, you know, I'd be lying if you, if I said that you haven't pricked my ears up with something that I've been pro Bitcoin, anti Bitcoin, you know, and all from an uneducated perspective, all just from what I, what I hear and, 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 uh, and listen to, which is probably not the, the, the most amazing sources, whether it's because it comes from the, the news channels. Mate, I, I love that. And I love that as much as you're bullish on it, you're not putting the house on it. You know, anyone can with anyone can put 5% of their, you know, I've got had clients 5% of their portfolio in horse racing and, you know, horses and yep. art and things like that. So, you know, with, with the possible story, you know, like I said, you can for 5% of your whole pie, you can potentially, you know, double your portfolio. It's a, it's a it could be, like you said, a once in a lifetime. So, mate, I know there'll be people out there asking me to ask you if they did decide to get into the game and they couldn't afford to buy a coin or even if they could, where they, where do they start? How do you buy Bitcoin? Ooh, uh, great question. And this is probably the reason it's so cheap is because it's just so damn difficult. Firstly, it's difficult to understand. I've done a really poor job of trying to explain Bitcoin. And I hope... I hope I've done it justice, but it's just difficult and it's difficult to buy. But um, I've um, been fortunate. Um, my brother runs an exchange in America called sendwire.com. Um, you can go to that and that's S-E-N-D-W-Y-R-E.com um, and you can purchase as much as you want there. Um, my sister runs an app Um called spender.com you can go and buy that that's an australian based app um independentreserve.com is a great place to buy um and the guys there are excellent um i've used that service and there's one other which is actually a really good shout out like um to a service that i use called amber and 
what I do is um, say for my kids, I, I believe this is going to be a long-term thing and I'm not sure. Um, do you have like a, a kid savings program that you put together or you put some money aside into stocks or a property or savings account for your kids? Yeah, mate, I mean, I personally use educational bonds. Um, the the APL is limited and I don't, it doesn't accommodate Bitcoins. But, uh, mate, my ears have pricked up. Talk, talk to me. All right, now we're talking. So, um, you know, we probably extol the virtues of dollar cost averaging into the market. And, you know, you can't pick the top, you can't pick the bottom, but what you can do is be consistent with it. Um, Amber.io, um, and a shout out to Alex uh, Svetsky, who that, that is actually his business. Um, he's got a fantastic, the easiest app to use um, that I've seen. And I say this um, not as a paid endorsement, but as a, a client who uses that business. And I've referred, um, I would have referred 50 people to this business at least. Um, it's the easiest way to set up and start buying Bitcoin in really small increments. So for for my, my children, I, I buy roughly sort of $5 a day um, just as a, and it comes out of my bank account as a direct debit, $5 a day to an asset class that I think has got um, a huge, huge upside. And it enables me for the price of a cup of coffee a day to basically be invested in an asset for my children that I think is going to be really valuable to them one day. So um, that's probably the easiest place to get started with it. And then the other, the other, uh, the other places allow you to buy larger amounts. Um, Mate, that's well, brilliant. And what I'll do, what I'll do, guys, I'll make sure, Pete, I'll grab all those links off here. I'll chuck them in the show notes. And, um, mate, it's uh, it's interesting. And I'm so glad to get you on today because it's it's a, it's a bit of a wild, wild west, right? And I, I think it's wild after speaking to you. I know for me personally, I love your 5% sort of exposure, you know, advice for lack of a better word. Um, but I, I think you've got to be in it to win it as well. And uh, it's one of those things where for a bit of a, a, a small play it could be, it could be life changing for, for some. And, uh, you know, I think, um, having you on today, Pete, has been really cool because, uh, it, the questions that I asked you today were just the questions that I've had in my head and was just a little bit of ignorance that I thought I knew what I was talking about, but mate, as a bit of a subject matter expert, it's been great to have you on and you did, mate, you broke it down perfectly, mate. I couldn't have, uh, I couldn't have asked for a better summary. And I know a lot of the listeners would be, would be saying the same thing because it's, you know, everyone's talked about it, right? It's like, it's like COVID now or what's happening in America. It's trendy and everyone talks about it, but no one actually knows what they're talking about, you know, <laughs> including myself. Um, so, <laughs> mate, so mate, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, well, yeah, you, you, you're a lot further down the line than most of us, mate. So, mate, I know, um, I know you've got work to do, mate, so I won't hold you up, but uh, I just wanted to say um, thanks again for coming on, mate, and, and spending some time with us today to, to break that down. And, mate, I... Uh, uh, I'm certainly interested and I wish you all the best, mate, for the future. I, uh, I know you've already done really well, but I can't wait to see what the, uh, the next decade has for you in line there, buddy. Likewise, Tone. I love your energy and um, go get some. There you go. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Next Level Life. I bloody enjoyed that one. I know that um, Bitcoin has been one of those sort of trending topics that everyone talks about, but no one really knows what they're talking about, in- including me the most. So yeah, it was really enjoyable for me. Um, I, th- I will say... Pete's an expert and he's obviously done well out of Bitcoin because he understands it. So I don't want you to go on out there 
tomorrow and buying bitcoins just off the back of today's chat i think it's uh it's obvious that there's opportunity there but even pete said with the uh and pete looks after a lot of people who with a, a shitload of money and he only lets them invest five percent of their portfolios into bitcoin or, or recommends they do so um i'm glad you enjoyed it and i hope or i hope you enjoyed it but at the same time uh, proceed with caution and make sure that you're not gonna you know blow things up if things do go against you in this space so thanks again for listening stay safe and if you haven't already please hit the subscribe button that way every time i do a new episode like today's one it'll come straight to your phone stay safe take care and i look forward to catching up on next week's podcast cheers